Nothing. What you doing? No, nothing. Hey, look. Are you ready to talk some fancy football, man? Yes, I'm very excited for some reason. We made it. We made it through the AFC South and the AFC East. Oh. It was tough. Wasn't sure we were going to be able to do that. I know. Yeah, I, I, I don't. I don't. I don't even know what to say. <laughs> Obviously. All right. So let's just go on with the show then. Uh, we still have a couple more divisional previews to do, uh, and we're going to go with the NFC East today. This, if ESPN. Uh, chose one of our shows to listen to. This would be the one because they love the NFC East. Yes. They're, they're going to really like this one. They, they, they would hope the show would be three hours long. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, crap all over them. <laughs> exactly. So uh, no news to get to or anything like that. So um, I'll just uh, say a quick word from one of our sponsors and we'll get right into it, man. Sounds good. All right. Hey, so, uh, uh, Kirk, this was, I know, a childhood favorite of both uh, mine and yours, and you had the pleasure of working for the Spine Organization, and that's uh, the, our, our favorite family restaurant, Ponderosa. <laughs> Come to, uh, enjoy the buffet for all the chicken wings you can eat, and guess what? We still have Kool-Aid. Yeah. <laughs> no, no dress code required, trust me. <laughs> even, if, even if you hold a reputable position within the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and your kids are that with you. Yeah. Don't worry about that. <laughs> okay. A good shout out. They're all closed and eerie, so you can't really go to them at all. No, oh, but, you know, if we could. Yeah, you would. We would. <laughs> okay. Uh, hey, so let's get right into it. Last you have first. Yeah, so I have the Philadelphia Eagles returning as division champs, which I really don't think that happens a lot in this division. Teams, uh, you know, doing uh, having back-to-back division championships, but I think they're they're still pretty safely the the best team. I do have them taking quite a bit of a step back though. Last year they were thirteen and three. Obviously, the Super Bowl champs are first Super Bowl ever for the franchise. This after their franchise quarterback gets hurt. Uh, you know, before Carson Wentz got hurt, though, he was extremely efficient, especially with his touchdowns uh, compared to the uh, uh, pass attempts that he had. They had a good stable of running backs and a, and a great defense. Mm-hmm. The defense is still great. Uh, you know, they're the, really the only piece they lose on offense is uh, LeGarrette Blount and, and Torrey Smith, which are two very replaceable players. Yeah. So uh, I have them at 10 and 6. Ooh, I have them at 11 and 5. Okay. Yeah. Very good. All right. Uh, so uh, I know we didn't really talk about any fantasy news before we got into this show, but I think the, the one story I did see that was kind of relevant was that Carson Wentz is participating in seven-on-seven drills in OTA. So that's got to be promising for them. You know, he got hurt uh, late in last year, but uh, hoping to have him at the beginning of the season. Yeah, with him – you know that's kind of it's kind of funny. Nick Foles is is actually an option in the fantasy world if you know if you want to handcuff two quarterbacks. I mean, it's not a bad choice to have him if if Carson Wentz shows any signs of failing because Foles did just fine. He actually he actually may be a pretty important piece to your team if you if you pick him up uh, in in the absence of Carson Wentz. So yeah, I would not. Uh... If, if Wentz is not expected to start, if it's any 
this type of redraft league, I would not draft him at all. Um, because you see, you know, like I, you go back to last year where Andrew Luck was just supposed to miss week one, mm-hmm. you know, and you look at what happened. So just a, a, a situation to monitor, but I agree that Nick Foles will have fantasy value if he does uh, have to start a bunch of games this year. Right. All right. So uh, one of the players that I really want to talk about because I have him on uh, bad hombres on the key in the keeper league and that's Jay Ajahi. Uh, he was a bust last year. I mean, you can't really say anything other than that. He was drafted in late first round, early second round. Mm-hmm. was supposed to be a stud for the Dolphins. They trade him midseason after he did not have a great year, and then he goes to the Eagles, and they seem to give him 10 or less carries a game. So, again, Blunt and his 173 carries are gone. Uh, I like him. I think his role is safe. I think a lot of people are wavering on him, but I, I think that he will definitely finish as at least a running back number two. How do you feel about Jay Ajayi? Uh, yeah, I, I feel that way as well. I mean, I, I'm noticing that they picked up Matt Jones, which I don't think will be too much of a threat, but he may be that filling that thumper role for LeGarrette Blunt um, taking some carries. So, but I don't, I don't see carries wise anybody else uh, uh, supplanting JHI. So he should be at least a two down back yeah. um, for most of the year. Yeah, and the, the, another player in that backfield is Corey Clement, and I know Kirk, you always bring up that I, I'm much higher on him than than yeah. you. I think yeah. he will. I think he will have a significant role, uh, maybe third down back or, or pass catching back. Um, I think he's somebody who you'll probably find on a lot of my teams. I'll maybe pick him as my last running back, and I think he'll definitely have some value this year. He's uh, he seems to be one of three, um, and I'm not putting Darren Sproles in this anymore because he's obviously a little bit older. But Corey Clement and Wendell Smallwood and Donald Pumphrey are all are that type of player to where they're 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 small but not too small, uh, you know, and they have that they have their their receivers out of the backfield and a lot of agility. Um, so that's that's why I'm I'm wondering is. Is he going to stand out from that crowd, or is he just going to be a piece to where they're just going to rotate whoever's hot? So that's uh-huh. why I have a hard time committing to him. But if you feel that he's going to get more looks, then you know I'm going to go with your expertise. In the field. Well, I think that's one of those things you just got to, you know, you know, use the eye test in preseason, and and if he's not in there as much, or if he's sharing carries with those other guys, which is never a good sign, then, no. then don't pick him. Yeah, I don't even know why they have multiple running backs on a team. <laughs> They're not keeping fantasy owners in mind. No. Yeah. Uh, so, so for these shows, uh, you know, we could we could talk about Alshon Jeffrey or Zach Ertz, but we've already talked about them in our ranking show. If you want to hear our, our take on them, I would recommend you listen to that. So the only other guy left that I really care to talk about um, is Nelson Aguilar. Um, they did sign Mike Wallace in the offseason, but I, I think he truly is the number three there. Mm-hmm. Nelson Aguilar, I think, is the number two receiver. He was uh, number 28 in points per game last year, 22 overall because he did play all 16 games. He was actually way more efficient than Alshon Jeffrey. They received around the same amount of targets, but uh, mm-hmm. he was just more efficient. He was a first-round pick. He's got big play potential. What do you think for him this year? Nelson, Nelson Aguilar, yeah, I don't – it's so hard because he he has he has flashes of, of, of great ability and then he just kind of just sucks. So I, I think I think this is a year to where there's more he's more of a clear cut. 
uh, uh, fantasy value guy. So I, I would pick him. I would pick him as as a flyer late. I wouldn't put any more effort into him than that, than that. Well, uh, I d- didn't realize it until now, until I was just talking about him. But I did acquire him from uh, from Pat in the keeper league for that trade. So he was coupled with with Julio Jones. So I'll be rooting for both those guys big time this year. Well, right. Um, I see that um, uh, Marcus Wheaton and Marquez Wilson both. Uh, Former Bears uh, wide receivers who failed there have joined the uh, the Eagles. I don't think they'll be on the team, but those are names that people may know from fantasy world. Well, good luck to them. Yes. All right. Um, moving on. Uh, I've got two teams tied here for second in the division. Uh, I'll talk about the first one. That's the Washington Redskins. I have uh, finishing eight and eight. Last year they were seven and nine. Uh, they have a better run game, I think, with Darius guys this year. They do have a good defense. Um, the pass ca- catching options are not great, or at least I should say their wide receivers are not great. Uh, their tight end is always hurt. Um, that's really, I think, what's going to make or break this offense. You know, they had the big trade for Alex Smith uh, in the offseason. They paid him big time. Um, I, he, Alex Smith is the first one I want to talk about. He was the number four points per game quarterback last year. I think he can have a number one year again. I don't think he can has a potential to be up to number four like last year, but uh, I, I think he I think he can make it work in that offense. What what would you expect for him? Well, well, I actually uh, this is where it's going to get a little hairy for me. I actually have the Redskins finishing dead last with the five and eleven record. Oh wow! I think, I think they're going to yeah. drop off. Um, I felt that last year they overplayed. Are they outplayed their their talent? And so um, I think they're going to come back to reality. And I don't think it's going to be a knock on Alex Smith, but I just don't – I don't feel that this, this team is going to take a step any other direction other than back. Um, their best players, you know, are going to be Darius Geis and uh, probably Paul Richardson. I mean, I just – I'm not crazy about them at all. Okay. Um, and like you said, tight end, he gets hurt. I, I think they overachieved last year, and I think you're, you're going to see them come back to earth uh, this year. Okay. Um, so, you, well, you already answered my next question, which was who's going to be the number one there on the outside? Is that going to be Josh Doxson or Paul Richardson? It seems like you like Richardson more. Yeah. Richardson's a guy who he flashed in some big games, either late in years or in playoff games for the Seahawks, but he did not live up to his – yeah, I think he was a second-round pick there. He never lived up to that potential. Josh Doxson, the same could be said about him. He had some nice uh, touchdowns last year, but he was a first-round pick who was yet to really be on the field. I guess last year was his second year in the league, but really a rookie year for him because right. he was hurt all his, his rookie year. So, um, yeah, They have a guy. I don't know if you remember him. Um, he's going to push some of the third and fourth stringers for some time. Um, his name's Brian Quick. He's, he's – <laughs> It's the seventh year in the league, and he's looking to get the ball rolling um, at some point in his career. And I think just just pay attention to him. He might be a fourth or fifth wide receiver on this team. He had uh, 76 yards last year, um, averaging 6.9 yards a game. Okay. Mm. So. That's uh, somebody. He was was drafted in 2012. He was the first pick of the second round. So the Los Angeles Rams were really high on him and. He just never. Yeah. Somebody's going to draft him. Somebody will draft him in your league. Don't yeah. be the one. 
We've seen it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Keep an eye on him. He's quick. Yeah. Uh, Josh Doxson, I, I, I actually, I think I would choose him over Paul Richardson. Uh, Jamison Crowder is another potential option there, but I don't know how many footballs are going to be going around. Uh, last player I want to talk about is Chris Thompson. Uh, he was the 11th running back points per game last year before he got hurt. Seems like he gets hurt every year. Yeah. Uh, he had a huge, uh, huge uptick in his yards after or yards per, per catch uh, compared to previous years. Uh, how do you feel about him? Is he somebody you would look at uh, for your team? I do. I do like him. I do think he has a lot of value when healthy. Um, I'm not. I don't know how his how his injury he was it was a leg injury. I don't know how his how that's going. I I Yeah, he, I he think, should be back, but like I said, he, he get he gets hurt every year. But uh I think um, they you, you know, I and, think they utilize him in certain situations and over like the, he, he they get into a, it gets into a game scenario to where they can't stop him and he just kind of just dumps on the other team and then he just doesn't apply in other games. That seemed to be the way that went last year. And so you would get a hot run of games to where he was great, and then it just didn't work out for him in other games, and they just didn't turn to him as much as they should have. Yeah. Okay, so, hey, let me ask you this, uh, and I don't know if you've thought this far ahead. I'm going to guess probably not because mm-hmm. I, don't, I, I think you're more of a winged guy. Yeah. So if you think the Redkin, Redskins are going to suck yeah, and you have them at 5-11 and 11, – what does that mean for the draft value of Darius Geis to you? Run, starting running back on a bad team, what does that mean to you? Well, it doesn't necessarily what, that mean be- that they're going to be out of games to where the run game is not going to be utilized. I, I, because I think in that division, a five and eleven record, you're you. That's because they're just they they kind of struggle with each other. Um, so I don't think that that means that he, they, his they value to, should go down too much. All these teams, all these teams try to out mediocre the. The, the right. next right right and I, I don't see them getting blown out um i think their their record could range from five to eleven to to like uh ten and six because of 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 the uh, i think of the quality of the team i think again they played well last year and they got wins well maybe this year they won't get so many wins in those close games so i, I think he still he still should be a a a good value as a starting running back um, I think once you see the preseason go, the eye test will prevail, and you'll say this is someone I want to draft. He looks like he's going to stick, and then I would, yeah, I would go. I, 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 I just think you you need to look at that though, because I mean, I, Isaiah Crowell was highly touted last year, but he played on a bad team to where they lost games and he didn't get carries. Yeah, no, so you're you're right, you're right. Um, I would think zero uh, sixteen is. A, worse situation than a five and 11 team. So, I mean, and I'm not being, a, I'm not being a smart ass, but you know, that that's a pretty awful situation that Isaiah was in. Um, and they would, they would abandon the run game just for whatever and go to the rookie quarterback. This, I don't think that they have that problem. I think they can still control the game and they'll still be in games because of Alex Smith um, and the run game. So. Gotcha. All right. Hey, moving on, uh, I have another team uh, with the same record, uh, projected 8-8, eight and eight, and that is the New York Giants. Last year, they were 3-13. and 13. Uh, They had their top four wide receivers hurt last year at some point in the season, uh, three of them, I think, out for the year. Running backs were about as awful as you could imagine, except for Orleans Darkwa, and the coach was, was even worse. Uh, 
especially after he started slicking back his hair. Yes. Uh, I was going to say that was the indicator. Yeah. Yeah. So they decide to stick with Eli uh, after he was benched last year. You know, uh, Odell Beckham uh, is, is healthy and, and should be cleared to play here pretty soon. Uh, and they have they make the biggest probably fantasy splash in the draft with Saquon Barkley in the number two overall pick. Just real quick, what is his upside to you? What, what how high do you think he can finish? I, I I think he I think he's easily a top ten running back. Um, okay. I I wouldn't predict any more than that just because I I, I don't know what what the offense is going to do. Is it going to change it up because they they did not rely on the run at all last year so how how are they going to utilize him i don't know but i think he has he definitely has top 10 ability which isn't saying too much it should be pretty easy for him to do that um but i think he's he's i'm thinking he's an 1100 to 1200 yard back this year i'll tell you you know remember it was a three years ago now kirk when when there seemed to be a year or two where no running backs were drafted in the first round right people basically said hey we can we can get these guys at a value. And then Ezekiel Elliott goes, you know, in the fourth or fifth pick. And you and I agreed we're not taking him. Right. We're not going to, you know, take a chance on a rookie like him. He ends up having a great rookie year. Uh, Todd Gurley has a good, you know, he had a good rookie year as yeah. well. Uh, and last year, rookies just kind of blew up. So it seems like teams are more willing to give the load to a rookie running back. And I think he's just going to have a ton of touches he'll be involved in the passing game too so yeah i i think you know he's kind of going right now as the maybe sixth running back fifth running back in, in drafts kind of him and alvin kamara i've seen them flip-flop after the big four um and i don't hate that i, I think that he could be a value for you I, i'm really curious to see where he goes or how much he goes for in our keeper league auction draft yeah Should i, be, I I entertaining. Think, I think I think he's going to be. I think in those things he's going to be overvalued, um, uh, and and it may actually at the end of the year be the proper value. But I think any rookie running back, if you have no idea what they're going to do with them, it's hard. It's hard to put that much into it. But a lot of these guys on our in our league have a lot of roster space, um, a cap space for it. So they're just going to say, "I'm just going to ball out with this guy and and see where it takes us." Yeah, senior superlatives, most likely to end up on quick hits, Saquon Barkley. That's right. That's right. God bless him. All right. All right. Hey, next is Sterling Shepard, uh, their number two receiver. Uh, he was actually very fantasy relevant last year. He was the number 21 uh, wide receiver in points per game in a PPR format. Uh, he only played, you know, Odell Beckham only played four games last year. I want to read where Sterling Shepard finished in each of those four games. Mm-hmm. 73rd. 7th, 39th, and 85th. So he had the one. What's that? He's consistent. Well, except for the the second game there, he was number seven overall. But Yeah, it's sarcasm. I mean, I don't know if it comes through on the microphone here, but uh, yeah, it's sarcasm. Well, I mean, I I think other than that, though, the other three games were he was not startable. And, I mean, three out of four games, you would not want him on your roster. So, right. I, you know, with with Beckham coming back and with Evan Ingram establishing himself, I don't know that you take Sterling Shepard as anything more than your maybe fifth receiver on your team. I, I don't I don't know if I trust him. He is a talented guy. I think he he has some nice games, but 
I don't I don't feel great about him. Uh, the way the from what I'm what I'm hearing, my inside sources, um, he's been on the outside more as far as where he's lined up, as opposed to being a a considered a slot guy, um, which I think that should fare better um, for him as far as uh, attention goes, because that's you know Odell Beckham's always going to command at least a, you know the best player, if not a double team. So that may free him up because I think he has the athletic ability to be, be able to separate on one-on-one coverage. But um, looking at the rest of their roster, I only see one other player, um, maybe two, that could affect him as far as quality. Roger Lewis, I think, had a pretty had a, did okay in spots, and Cody Latmer was a was an acquisition from Denver. Um, they may be looking to him, but I think Sterling Shepard's the clear number two. Um, I agree, and he—I think he—he he has an opportunity to have a, you know, eighty catch or seventy catch year or sixty catch year with almost a thousand yards because of his athletic ability. So I, okay. I value him a little uh, higher than you do. I think. Okay, so if if you've got Beckham, you've got Ingram, and you've got Sterling Shepard and Saquon Barkley. Uh, what does that mean for Eli? He has an opportunity to um, throw the ball. This could be a good year for him. Yeah. Um, but it's still him, so he'll probably suck. Well, he's a guy I've had him before, even at, you know, when you look at the end of your stats where he's had 4,200 yards and 28 touchdowns, which looks great, but he is the most frustrating guy him and like you know big ben is the same way but eli manning i think is the extreme of of boomer bus so just that as a kind of rule i stay away from him yeah he's so. he's he's a low 60 percent, high 50 percent completion guy which for someone who's supposed to be pretty good that's it's not really that good hall of fame yeah i guess and and, and his career totals is just under 60 percent uh, but in the last four years he's been over 60 um, had plenty, you know, plenty of yards last year was a downturn, but he, he, he always throws interceptions. Always. You can count on him to yeah. just light it up. Hey, I'm sorry. I, I don't think I heard what you had them at this year. Oh, I have them at seven and nine. You said you had them at eight and eight. Yep. Yeah. I have them at seven. And yeah. Nine. I, I... Yeah. So I think, they're, I think they're going to be I think, I think, assuming uh, injuries, uh, no injuries. I think seven and nine is very conservative because um, I'm just a little hesitant on how the offense is going to flow through Eli and him being ancient. Yeah. Okay, I just I, I think that team's going to be a lot of fun fun to watch with the young skill players there. Right, uh, Dallas Cowboys. I have uh, in the caboose of the division. They were nine and seven last year. They had a very, very bad Dak Prescott for the last half of the season and also Zeke uh, suspended for six games in the last half of the season. I actually have them at 5-11 and 11 this year. I think they're going to be bad. Well, what do you have them at? 6-10. and 10. Not far. Yeah. Oh, that's, uh, I was thinking that I, I, I'd be a little bit of an outlier there, but it's good to see that, that you're kind of kind of close there. So Dak Prescott is a guy uh, – after all was said and done last year, he was still the 14th ranked quarterback. Yeah. Um, he was – do you know where he was after the first nine weeks, if you had to guess what he was ranked? Um, the first nine weeks? Um, mm-hmm. uh, uh, below 15. 
uh, well, he had the he started off really well, and then he had the, a bad last half of the season. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, then he was in the he was like an eight, eight or nine in the beginning. He was he was the number one quarterback oh, in the first nine weeks last year. That's bull crap. I would not lie to you about that. Boy, he had so, a really bad second half of the year then. Uh, he had, I think he was in the 30s, oh. ranked in the 30s for the last half of the year. He only had one game where he was a quarterback number one what, in the last eight games. Why do you, what, what do you contribute to that? Uh, well, obviously Zeke not being there. Um, other than that, I don't know. He was very inaccurate. Uh, you know, Des Bryant was not, was not great. Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, he, it was such a stark contrast from his first year and a half or season and a half that, you know, you almost don't know what to make of it. Uh, his rookie season, he was a number six overall quarterback. So I, I'm really kind of torn on whether he's somebody who's draft worthy or not. So, yeah. And, and uh, his, his wide receiving core is, uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's the other thing too. So, like we said, when where's the best place for Des Bryant to go? It would be Dallas because yeah. they have right now they have Alan Hearns as their number one. Right. If you make and, and they're three. Yeah, so their their top three receivers right now are Alan Hearns, Terrence Williams, and then Michael Gallup, who was a second round pick for him. They also have Cole Beasley. That that is what they're and, and uh, what Ryan Swain as their tight end. That is what they're looking at so what about uh, Tavon, what about Tavon Austin in this offense is he gonna have any type of value well the, the, I don't think so I mean they say they're gonna put him at running back and they're probably gonna use him like a you know like a Tariq Cohen Tyreek Hill kind of you know just try to get him get him a short little dump off passes and see if he can make a play uh, you know I'm sure they'll have some stuff designed for him but I don't think he's gonna have volume I I don't know. I mean, I I think this is going to be this is going to be a rough year for Dallas. Um, their defense is not great either. So, and, and who did you say was their starting tight end? What was his name? Swain. 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 Jeff. No, Swain. Swain. Pan. Pan. It has a. I'm sorry. Is your name Pan? Yahoo Sports. Is your name Pan or Pam? Pan. <laughs> I have S W A I M as in Mary. No, you would be wrong. Well, Yahoo Sports is wrong. That's what I meant. Yes, M. Pan. Ma. <laughs> I'm sorry. Are you saying Pam? <laughs> well, yeah, he's he's really good though. Okay. He's really, really good. That, 25 yards last year for the season and 1.7 per game. I mean, uh, just, just you know, wow. Well, I mean, his predecessor had like 1,200 career catches. So, I mean, I guess that would be – that bodes well for him. Yeah. Whatever. So. All right. Well, they hey, stop. Kirk, hey, just, just to let you know that it is Swaim. I know. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so just letting you know. I have my glasses on. I am focused on on the screen. Fantasy data has them as Swaim. 
Swain. Yeah, like as in he kind of swam away from you. <laughs> that name swam away. He will swam away from you. Yeah. Well, at least I was closer on the last name than the first name. <laughs> His first name's Jeff. Not Geoff? No. <laughs> or not Ryan or Geoff. Yeah. <laughs> What's, let's name him Jeff. G E O F F. Why? Why wouldn't you just name him J E F F? Oh, we'll set him apart from the other kids. <laughs> yeah. uh, he'd be perfect for that uh, Key and Peel yeah. uh, skit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, okay. that was that was not. Hey, that was not not a high moment for for this show. <laughs> but uh, actually, let's see. That went. Yeah. Not well, good. Well, I, I had Gabe tapping me on the shoulder and saying, tell him, tell him, <laughs> tell him. He's wrong. You know, you got to jump on these moments when Greg's wrong. Um, yeah. And so we, it's on record now. Yeah. Yeah. It's on record now. <laughs> Sorry, Gabe. Mm. Yeah, I need those cue cards a little bit bigger. Yeah. <laughs> So, hey, just to recap, I have the Eagle, or Kirk and I both have the Eagles winning the division again. Uh-huh. Uh, and then I have it going Washington at 8 and 8, New York at 8 and 8, and then Dallas at 5 and 11. Kirk has it going New York at 7 and 9, Dallas at 6 and 10, and then Washington at 5 and 11. Either way, um, looks like the Eagles should run away with it. Although, again, like I say, it, it, seems like the same team never wins this division two years in a row so just right. be on the lookout for that um it is the the nfc mediocre but yep, yes he's gonna love them so at the end of the day we could be right or we could be wrong we'll probably be right yeah we so hey far kirk off. hey hey i just want to i just want to mention one thing before we get out of here and that is kirk you've updated the the uh, poll for uh, for your name change for the keeper league. Uh, do you yeah. want to tell yeah. everybody about that? We only have we only have about from now we only have about uh, twenty hours left in the poll. So what I've done is is I've uh, posted on Facebook again uh, with the ability to uh, write in a name um, of your choosing. Uh, my only my only recommendations are is uh, keep it PG thirteen um, and to remember that I'm a Browns fan. So. Uh, okay. although I'll reject any name, I feel like it, uh, I want to accept any name that you write in, um, if at all possible. Um, and you can also, you know, vote to keep the name Captain Vegetable because it is original and it is quality. It's a junk. I'd rather have it be Kirk's team. No, but no. Captain Vegetable is a wonderful name. It's a wonderful character on Sesame Street. You should watch it, and you will laugh your ass off. Butt off. Laugh your butt off. I don't know. He seems like a kitty toucher, if you ask me. All right. Uh, Well, (laughs) hey, so if you haven't already, go to Facebook, uh, uh, search for Fancy Football, like the page, start voting on our – on the polls that we put up there. And if you have any questions that you'd like us to put on the show – yeah, you can uh, post those right on the wall there, and we can guarantee, 
that we will ask your question. In yes, and, and to spell the name correctly, it's F-A-N-C-Y. Fancy football. Just how every wife says it. Yes. <laughs> all right. Hey, that's all I got for us. Uh, we are the Fancy Boys signing off. And fade.